This is Josh Mills. And this is John Mills. Welcome back to another episode of Acquired Tastings. We are very happy to have you guys along with us in this new year for our first beer week of the new year. Yeah. Super exciting. And so, Dad, what are we doing this week? New beers. We said new or doubles. So, we got a choice there. And what I did is I chose a double box. Alienburg Celebrator. And I have for my size, I have a pork ribeye with bacon wrapped around it. And then I got a new toy for Christmas. It's a wood-fired pizza maker from Oni. And so we got some wood-fired pizzas. And you'll notice on the picture, they're pretty wood-fired. <laughs> and then I also have, we had prime rib last week. Well, I made some prime rib sliders. Nice. That'll be, that'll be delicious. Yeah. And for me, I am doing the New Providence mindful hive it is a honey rye golden ale oh boy and for Mm. snacks i have some brisket and pulled pork i have some nice aged gouda that we've had before in the show called carigard and then i have a cheese and roast beef sandwich all right yeah so lots of good stuff as we head into the new year not a we're not doing a dry january this year like we did, or we did dry February last year. Are you doing a what, dry January? No, I said I'm not. <laughs> I'm thinking about it. <laughs> well, we're recording this before before January. Yeah, first, this so. is the eve of New Year's Eve. <laughs> right. So we are getting it done. and and But before we jump into the beers, we have to talk about the blind from last week. Yes, we do. Reach over there from on the corkboard, Josh, and hand, oh, me, yeah. so hand me the envelope. We'll have to uh, we'll have to let everybody know we're in a new recording space. Yeah, it may sound a little different to you. We've kind of got a okay. I'm I'm opening the envelope, and I gave you a red wine, and you said, "Remember what you said?" I don't. You said it was a new world, Pinot Noir, and you had different countries it could come from, but I think you eventually said California. Well, Pinot Noir, oh man, ding, 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 you got that right. New World, mm-mm, it's Old World, and it's Louis Jardot, Old World Pinot Noir, uh, 13% ABV. And it's from their, just their Bourguignois. Yeah. It's not a specific crew, it's just from the Bourguignon. Yeah. Which means... What does that mean, Josh? It means Burgundy. It means it's a lar- it can come from anywhere within the Burgundy region. Yeah, right. And it's all Pinot Noir grapes, right? Yes. Okay. It was a good one. And uh, I think we finished it after the podcast was over. <laughs> <laughs> I think we all did, too. Yeah. I know I finished a lot of the champagne. Oh, well, yeah, we did that, too. <laughs> all right. Well, and uh, whatever happened to Marie's bread? Oh, we, we, uh, we ate that. Cool. I might have missed out on that. Hmm. Smash that. That's terrible. Nah. That's the best bread ever. Yeah, we'll have to make we'll have to make it again. Randy, uh, our my brother in law, Randy Cooper, who's not been on the show, uh, brought Joanne and I some bread, and we'll have to try that tomorrow. Okay. All right. Well, let's go ahead and head into the beers. Well. We're going to start with mine. Cheers. Yep, cheers. Cheers to you guys in the new year. Cheers to everybody in the new year. So once again, my beer is the New Providence Mindful Hive Honey Rye Golden Ale. 
I mean, it's got it's kind of a mouthful to say, but it is a mouthful of flavor. I'll tell you that. Yeah, and it's uh, let's see, we poured these quite a while ago, and they still it's still got a little bit of a head. Right, came out of can. Now this is a Arkansas beer. It's made up in Northwest Arkansas in the Rogers area. Oh, when you said New Providence, I'm going Providence. <laughs> you thought it was Rhode Island, didn't yeah. You? So when I first picked up these beers, I thought so too, but. It actually turns out that these are made in Arkansas. And I'll tell you this, Dad. I had the damnedest time picking out a beer today. Why? Well, so there are... so many to pick from. No, there are not. Oh, there's New Belgium. There's Double Box. Not if I'm not going to double up on a Double Box. Okay. Which I didn't want to do. And I'm not going to pick a Double Box. Is that a Quad Box? Quad Box? (laughs) No. (laughs) At that point, it's just a Belgian Quad. Yeah. And I'm not going to pick a double IPA. No. Because that's just not something I enjoy. Right. And there are only two breweries that I could find, at least in our state, that have the name New Orleans. Okay. New Providence. And like you said, New Belgium. Okay. And New Belgium was actually out of a couple of the beer, or my local store was out of a couple of the New Belgium beers I was looking for. Okay. And I had the hardest time finding something else that had double, double in it. And I almost, so all I saw besides that was the Young's Double Chocolate Stout. Oh man, I thought so hard about that one. (laughs) I knew that if I did that one, Jordan, Miss Jordan would be all over us looking for the last can. Oh no, it's Uh, too sweet for her. What? Yeah. Oh, I thought she loved it. No. That one's a little bit too sweet. It's me and you, yeah. (laughs) So you had the Young's Double Chocolate Stout, the, you know, the myriad of double IPAs that are out there. Right. And then I found one that I almost grabbed. It was the Double Vanilla Noir from uh, Prairie. Okay. But the reason I didn't get it is forty. It was fifty dollars a four pack. Excuse me. I yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, I'd love to try that beer, but at fifty dollars a four pack, that's just well, not, you know, I bought their. It's just not worth it. I bought their bomb. Prairie bomb. Prairie bomb. And I think it was like, and this was like two or three years ago, and it's like 40. Yeah, oh, it's, four pack. some of their prairie stuff is really expensive. Some of it's a little bit more in the, I mean, the upper end of craft beer range. Right. Uh, I almost just brought Dos Equis, just. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, two, but no. Dose, dose like, that's double. Okay, I know. That's two. Two X's, <laughs> double X's. But anyway, uh, I'm really happy with this beer. You know, this New Providence is a newer brewery here in Arkansas. There's not a whole lot of information up there. I haven't been able to go up to Rogers and visit them, but I've had a couple of their beers. Right. And I think you have too. You've got one in the fridge. You you have their barrel-aged double block in the fridge, I believe. Oh, that's right. I that do. gray can. Uh-huh, I do. So they they do some really good beers. They have another one called the Philosopher King, which is an IPA. Right. And then the Scarlet Queen, I believe, Uh-huh. which is a Belgian whip. Okay. But this is really good. What do you think of it? Well, it's very bready smelling. It's, uh, I'm not smelling much at all today. I'm really congested for whatever reason. Bready. I don't get much on the nose, though. There's not a whole lot that jumps out. Breadiness of it. You know, here we go. Last week, was talking about the bread of life, which was Marie's bread. But this is really, (laughs) truly the bread of life right here. Well, and this, so when you talk about bread, you know, growing up, one of the sliced breads that we would have in the house would be a honey oat bread. Uh-huh. 
and it kind of reminds me of that kind of smell that light honey that like you said it's like bread that really malt driven smell and it has a malt driven flavor on it too yeah i've i've tasted it and now i get a little of the honeycomb and uh yeah like you said malt driven i don't know it's really a good beer you know for only they've only been around since 2016 mm. so six years on about to be seven years on it's well, good really stuff. that's about 27 uh, yeah or maybe it's like three yeah because <laughs> those <laughs> pandemic years didn't count right uh so we're looking at six percent by by volume here and 11 ibus so definitely okay. definitely not a whole lot of hop and you know they talk about how this one is a great one to transfer from summer to fall and i get that it did you when you were up in montana dad did you ever have the moose yeah no i mean i know that but this is um the salmon fly honey rye oh yeah i did this is very to me this is it's, very reminiscent okay, of that it is same very beer. but i don't get any rye out of it. well yeah i get the honey yeah, you don't really, you're not seeing any characteristic of the spiciness of a, of a rye, but you do get, it's a little bit more earthy to me than a just like standard golden ale mm-hmm. or a honey golden ale. Now, tell me about the sandwich. I'm about to bite into it. Put some sauce on it. It's, it's a fast food chain's beef and cheddar. Oh, <laughs> Arby's, huh? <laughs> yeah. I think it would be good, you know, with any kind of roast beef sandwich. I was running late today, to be honest. So, I bought most of my food. But also, you know, sometimes when you, you get fast food to go, you take it home and you want to have a beer with it. You know, well, this is I a, guess. you know, to me, this is an easy drinking beer. It's not offensive. This is something, if you had it at a party, almost everybody's going to like it. Unless you have a really kind of jerky hop head. Right. Who comes in and says, oh, there's not enough, there's not enough hops in here. There's no flavor. Well, that's me. Sometimes. That's not you. You don't sometimes, say that. <laughs> sometimes. You wouldn't say that at a party to a no. host, though. <laughs> Maybe to me if it was my party, but. No, this this sandwich goes really well with it. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot there's a lot of flavor in the beer. Not jumping out of the nose, but like we said, there's a lot of that, like, honey and wheat characteristic. It's a very easy drinking beer. So there's a little spice in that barbecue sauce. Oh, so you put the barbecue sauce on the sandwich? Yeah. Okay. I wanted both. Well, they're from different places. Yeah, the barbecue sauce is for the barbecue. Oh, well, okay, I crossed it. <laughs> That's all right. But it's still in your plate. But I guess I shouldn't even talk about it. But no, you can. <laughs> but the beer stands up to it. Mm-hmm. I mean, that breadiness and that. Sort of the honeyness of that of this beer kind of blends in with that spicy, and they just sing a song together. They're doing well. Yeah, and I mean that's the that's the great balancing act that honey or things that Thank are goodness is not sweet. The, like the last two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> what burning the I pulled it back, <laughs> but I have had the barbecue. So there's there's brisket and there's pulled pork. Yeah, that's the pulled pork, and I got a piece of the end of the brisket. Mm-hmm. It's got a whole bunch of black black pepper on it. Okay. In like kind of like you said with the spicy barbecue sauce, that the beer does do some calming to that 
mm-hmm. spice flavor. Now, cracked black pepper lingers a lot longer. Right. <laughs> and so it kind of, it is still there, but it definitely is lessened by the beer. It's like that ham's bacon with the pepper on it. Yeah. Yeah, that can, that can go a long way. How is the pulled pork with it? They go both, both very well. Yeah. The barbecues with the barbecue sauce, which is what you're supposed to eat. <laughs> and I had some just without it. And either way, that's good barbecue. Not as good as ours. Of course not. But for a drive through pickup kind of place, it's not, it's still good. This is from Dickie's. So yeah, uh, yeah. This I mean, this beer goes well with the barbecue. It goes well with that nice spiciness of the barbecue. It goes great with the the roast beef sandwich and that that sweetness that's in the beer really helps with some spicier things. Mm-hmm. This is a very versatile beer, if you ask me. Mm-hmm. Now, have you had any other honey rise or other beers like that before? You know, when I was making beer, I would make this honey ball, and it was it was a good beer to make and drink, and then. Uh, Rice are somewhat hard to make. Seems like there's a threshold of how you can get in trouble if you don't do it enough or whatever. So I had I struggled to make rice, but there's a lot of rice out there that is just really good. Yeah, and the honey honey beers are everywhere. Used to be, I mean, used to be more of them than now, I guess. Yeah. Well, I mean, we have one. You know, another local honey beer that's really good. The the honey bock from Mm-hmm. Lost 40. Yep. Doesn't seem to be as... The honey bock from Lost 40 doesn't seem to be as sweet as this one. Yeah. I th- well, I think that's the bock that, that differs. You know, right. this is a light beer, lighter style beer. Bocks are a little bit heavier. Mm-hmm. And the honey, is, the honey flavor is a really rich honey flavor. Mm-hmm. Not sweet honey. Now you said this is like 6 ABV? Uh, yeah, 6 ABV and 11... IBU. Okay. And New Providence is doing great stuff. Like I said, they've got a, a slew of other beers out there. If you can find them, if you're local. Um, if not, <clears throat> I'm sorry. <laughs> As you can't find them yet, because they're doing really good stuff. I almost brought a a s'more stout oh. from them, which I thought would have been fun. Oh, yeah. But sometimes those can get a little too sweet. Hmm. Like a s'more stout, pastry stout. Have you had it before? I have not. That would be fun. I've only had that barrel-aged bock, uh, double bock from them. I've had this one now. I've had the Scarlet Queen. Curry Bomb. No, Dad. That's not I the mean, same company. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I've had their Session Ale. I can't remember mm. the name of it. Mm. But it's all been it's all been really good, really well done, very solid beer. So hopefully they can kind of expand. I'm glad they're they ship down here. Oh yeah, I wonder if they ship out of state. Probably not. Probably not. That's right. But if you don't tell anybody and you ask real nicely, we might be able to ship. <laughs> so you haven't. You said you were you made a honey beer, but you never really made rye beers. No rye. I tried making rye, and they never really turned out as good as I wanted them to. Yeah. Like I said, it's kind of, it's a whole lot. Making rye 
beer is a whole lot different than making, you know, malted ales. What is it that makes it different? Well, the you know, the rye kernel is completely different, and, you know, it's a real art to get it crushed just right, and I didn't have the right tool. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, I like rice. Yeah, and this beer is this beer is super delicious. What's uh? Have you tried it with the cheese yet? Mm-mm. What cheese is it? It's a Gouda. You said it's a Gouda style cheese called Caregard. We've had it on the show before. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's got those salt crystals in it. Yep. I can see them and taste them. A little bit nutty. Mm-hmm. Have you tried it? Yeah, and to me, what it does is. It gives the beer some of that earthy bottom, earthy balance that the beer doesn't have. Well, balance is the wrong word, but some of that bottom earthiness that the beer doesn't have. Well, the beer is balanced. It just doesn't have that bottom note. I think the cheese really gives it. Cheese gives, gives it, it that. that boom, 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 yep. note. And then that salt kind of adds to the flavor of the beer. It's hard to say how it does that. So the salt contradicts the honeyness that honey honeycomb or whatever it is plus that salt says you need another drink yeah <laughs> it really does kind of whet your appetite for more so th- this cheese you can find probably most anywhere uh, I picked it up at Whole Foods yeah okay so most Whole Foods should have it Edward should have it too I think and I think Kroger would. <laughs> Maybe. I, I walked into our Kroger. Was it yesterday? Day before yesterday. The whole place was empty. And I'm talking about not people. I'm talking about food. Wow. They had they froze. Oh. They had, their pipes burst? Yeah. Well, I don't know if the pipes burst, but they had to they had to get all the food out of there that would perish because of freezing temperatures. Huh. So maybe their heater broke. I'm not sure exactly what happened. Yeah, that's but I mean, there was there was there was no lettuce. <laughs> there was no vegetables. There was they were just bringing out cake. So if you're not familiar with Little Rock, what day was it? We had that really cold. It's the freeze Thursday before Christmas. Thursday before Christmas. What did they do? It went to maybe five degrees here overnight with a yeah. wind chill of negative. 15 or something. Something like that. It was cold. <laughs> no, this is great cheese. This is That's a good pairing. Here I am. I'm going to struggle. That's my three, right? The sandwich and the barbecue and, and the, the cheese. cheese. You, got, you got your thinking for best plate? I got to. I mean, you know. I'm saying, do you have something in mind already? Not yet. Okay. I have to keep drinking and eating. <laughs> well, I don't have a whole lot more about the... The beer itself. What what year did they start? 2016. Okay, that's the year I retired. Man, I should have gone up there. Yeah, well, you didn't know about it. You know, I mean, you maybe, drove through there. Maybe I've been up to their brewery, but they were so small at that time. Was one of their themes bicycles? I don't think so. Well, okay. I mean, I know you hit core on your... Tesla adventure, but you didn't yeah. really go up 
you didn't really go up through Fayetteville on your Tesla venture. You went just kind of straight left. That's right. That's that's true. I think I've been there. It's not it's not like uh, New Belgium bicycles, but this place I'm thinking of, they were uh, bicycling type people, and you know they had a they had a hat and a bicycle helmet and all that. Yeah, I don't think that's this one. I think you're thinking of. Um, not core. Oh, I know. They um anyway. dinosaur themed dinosaur stuff. We stopped getting them down here. Anyway. Yeah, I don't think it was this one. I don't think this one was established enough for you really to know about it. Because I don't think it started coming down to Little Rock until probably twenty twenty. Maybe twenty nineteen. Oh, okay. But I really don't have anything else if you're ready to I've still got more beer. Well, that's <laughs> that's not a bad thing. Are you working on best on play? I think I've got mine. Oh, okay. We'll have to continue to move on. But I th- I'm ready to switch over. I still have some of my beer, but that's okay. Okay. I'm ready to switch over to yours if you want to remind us what your beer is and what your pairings are. Okay, my beer is Allinger Celebrator. It's a double bar. It's from... Bavaria, Germany, and it's got a uh, ABV, I think it's 6.7. You know, when I think of double box, I think of, oh, it's going to be up there about 11 or 10 <laughs> or something like that. But uh, these guys have been doing, and I say guys, I'm, I'm looking here at my screen, and and uh, there's two gentlemen with their steins, and they're both smiling, and I think it's dad and son and uh, one of the things they say is it's not just the proverbial liquid bread alone but rather also the social cement of our culture in which values such as conducting community honesty reliability i mean they just got it i mean they're just working hard to do that and they've been doing this for 130 years yeah, we've talked about Einger before on the show because I've I know I've done their Oktoberfest in the show before. Oh, that's right, you did. And I think actually, either Will or Dennis brought it as well when we did Oktoberfest last time. This last year when you were gone. Oh, okay, okay. And one of the other things they say is the complete work of art. Well, it's black. That's a dark, dark beer. Yours was more. Of a golden color. And I talked about the head on your beer just a minute ago. Mine's still got a little bit of head. Yep. So it, it pours beautiful out of the bottle. Uh, the bottles are a little bit smaller than American style. They're like 300 milliliter instead of the 350 milliliter. 330. 330? Okay. Third, a third of a liter. Okay, just a little bit smaller. I'd like to go over there. Uh, the what's, sto- what's stopping you? Other places to go. <laughs> I I bet you could uh, you could persuade mom into going to Bavaria. Just make well, sure she can go through Alsace and the Mosul first. <laughs> well, we're, we're going to go to Italy in April, so that's the next place on the agenda. The Pope of Beers, Conrad Sheldon, S-E-I-L. Don't. S-E-I-D-L. He says, almost black, 
with a very slight red tone. Well, I don't see any red tone. We don't have enough light in here, I guess. Uh, but it's a beautiful beer. Now, I haven't tasted it yet. Man, but it smells so rich. Yeah, I you know so it. rich and so malty. I've had a taste of it too. It smells just really rich, really malty. There's some almost like molassesy or sorghum molasses sweetness there, that almost like burnt, burnt kind of sweetness that you get so with those that's, things. That's probably some chocolate and maybe some black malt. I don't have the you know the chocolate malt, folks, not yeah. chocolate. Yeah, chocolate malt and black malt. <laughs> uh, so I don't know, but I do get that. That oh, dark I, bet, I bet that's exactly where it's coming from. Huh? I bet that is that's exactly where it's coming from. I think so. I hadn't looked up that. Well, the malts are what malts are what are going to give you your sweetness in in a beer because that's the sugar that is converted into alcohol by the yeast. Now, Einger is also a, they follow the German beer laws. Yeah. So, all we have in this beer is water, hops, malted barley, and yeast. That's it. And this is a really cool one. Uh, So, you may have, if you've been around beer for a while, you may have seen this one. If you've never had it, this is the label has like two rams mm-hmm. holding up or like kind of standing up against a, a tall beer. It almost looks like a coat of arms. Yeah. Kind of kind of set up. And sometimes I don't know if they do it anymore, but they used to like hang a little goat on the bottle. Oh, I no, they I didn't have that in my four pack. Yeah, maybe they'd only do it on like the seven fifties. Oh, but yeah. I, I have seen it before where there's like a little, like on a red string, there's a little ram or a goat on uh, on the bottle. So they, and they're award winning. I see anything really current. They were the German winner of Lager Strong. So it's Strong Lager uh, 2019. That's a World Beer Award. And then they got a World Beer Award in 2017. Another. This was the gold lager strong. So, as I said before, they know what they're doing. Funny story about them. And I'll talk for a little bit so you can drink meat and try some stuff. Funny story about Einger is has to do with Oktoberfest. So, we all know Oktoberfest is a huge deal in Germany. But to be involved in the Oktoberfest in Munich... You have to brew within a particular radius of the city center of Munich. Well, Einger is not, Einger is its own town, so it's not brewed in Munich, nor is it close enough. And so they are not allowed to pour at Oktoberfest in Munich. So you know what they did? What? Started their own. They started their own regional Oktoberfest in Einger. That has some of the breweries that are not allowed into the Munich one. And so they were just kind of thumbed their nose at the all the Munich brewers and said, fine, you're not going to let us in. Ours is better anyway. We'll go do it ourselves. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, if I were to do Oktoberfest, yes, I'd want to do Munich, but I'd also want to go to Einger because out of the German Oktoberfest that I've had or Fest beers, it's probably my personal favorite. Oh, okay. 
out of out of many of the ones that I've tried. They've been doing it a long time too. Eighteen seventy-eight, I believe. Yeah, I think that's right. Seventy-seven, seventy-eight. All of a sudden, my uh, tech sheet turned into German. But yeah, April twenty-third, I think it is. Eighteen seventy-seven is when they started. So, what do you think of the beer? You've been chatting a lot about them, not much about the no, beer. No, I'm loving the beer. Yeah, this I'm... is my kind of beer. This is not a stout, but it has that beautiful color of a stout. It's got that roasted and dark black malts that just give you that really heavy mouthfeel. And I love stouts, but stouts are, you know, low alcohol, 4.4, I think is what Guinness is. So, um, and and this is uh, sub or low alcohol. Well, yeah, not all. But this is like 6.7. But I was telling Josh before we got started, it's like, you know, when I think of double, double, I think let's go for 11. <laughs> but they don't. Probably good reason for that. Well, in Europe, a, when you say this is 6.8? 6.7. This is considered a high alcohol beer. Well, yeah. Because... Budweiser, one of the reasons Budweiser is popular in Europe, mm-hmm. as popular as it is, is it's one of the higher alcohol beers that you can find at a pub or a bar. Right. So this is considered, in their realm, a higher alcohol beer. For us, this is kind of normal. <laughs> right. What does that say about us, though? Yeah. And it did start with Mo. That, um, you know, that's that whole kind of double box idea i just love this (laughs) my sides i talked about so i've got that pork ribeye i've got those prime rib sliders and i put i put uh, those nasty old pickles on it yeah i made my own sandwich so it's a it's a mayonnaise and then a horseradish slider then i i have that pork ribeye and then i have the pizza we had fun with the pizza maker but we're still learning there's a lot of char on that pizza. <laughs> I think that char is going to go really well with this beer. I don't know. I had not tried it yet. Have you tried it? The charred bits of the pizza do. The pizza itself, this beer is a little heavy, at least for the one that I had because I just had a margarita. It's a bit heavy for mm-hmm. for the food. Not bad. It's just not. I'd probably rather drink the beer, that my beer, with the pizza than the box. The double box, sorry. Okay. <laughs> well, I finished mine already. But, so, you know, I was looking up a little bit, and I don't know if you were going to talk about this, but... Go ahead. I looked up a little bit of history of the Bach beer, and it started in a town called Enbeck. Right. And when it came up to Bavaria and the Munich Brewers, they misheard or mispronounced it and said Einsbach, which is goat. Yeah. So Bach means goat. So that's why you see it on the label a lot of the time, which I did not know until just now. And, you know, it's historically a special beer, a special seasonal beer. And a double Bach is basically you double the malt. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that's what doubling mm-hmm. the hop is. So one time Jordan and I were down at, Boss 40, and we ran into John uh, Beachwood, one of the, the main brewers there. And we were talking about the, the double bock that they do because they have, you know, they have the honey bock, 
the Love Honey Bach, and then every year they do a Love Honey Double Bach. And he was like, yeah, you know, normally we do, and then, you know, he's talking in massive brewer amounts here. He's like, yeah, we usually do four tons, in our Honey Bach, it usually has four tons of malt in it, and our Double Bach has nine. So, like, it literally doubles the amount of of that sweetness and that, that heaviness. a little more than double. Well, it was a little bit more. I, I, he may have said four and a half and nine, but whatever. But he's like, yeah, it it literally doubles the amount of the of it in there. So you double the amount of sugar. So you have to be careful with how you brew it. So you don't, oh, you know, you don't, you know, blow it out of the water and get an eleven percent alcohol and get a unbalanced beer. So the monks just say that they're they're making a stronger one. Yeah. Apparently, after people kind of did the analysis on it, they said, oh, this is a double. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of how that came about. I'm loving this beer. I'm, so I got, we had several different kinds of pizza. You said you had the margarita. Mm-hmm. Then I had a mixture. The crust has got this burnt edge, and I'm going to try a little bit of that and see how that goes with the beer. I don't know. It's somewhat charred. Surprisingly, it goes pretty well. I don't know why you say surprisingly, because you said it's going to work. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought it would. Have you tried the pork? No, I haven't. But I did have the, the slider. slider, and it's good. There's enough of that kind of beefy quality uh, that kind of gives, lends the beer some, uh, takes down some of the sweetness. Because the beer does come across as heavy mm-hmm. and like I said, kind of almost molasses-y kind of sweet. Not, it's not super sweet, but it's very kind of bittery, dark sweet. You know, it's kind of what I vision like malt syrup tasting yeah. like. I've never actually tasted malt syrup, but kind of reminds me of that like thick bread sweetness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And how would you rate it? So long, good beer. Well, beer, beer <laughs> advocates, you go zero to one hundred. So I'm not good at rating stuff in that manner. I think if I were to put this in a, you know, I would probably be more inclined to do a like one through five star rating mm-hmm. rather than a like a hundred point rating. This is for me probably a four and a half out, out of five. five. Okay. It's very good. It's very strong. It's very thick mm-hmm. on the palate. Mm. Pork ribot down is really good. That's been cooked in. So the way you rate beer is you you rate the aroma, you rate the appearance, you rate the taste, you rate the mouthfeel, then you do an overall, and you're working toward that's five different ratings. So you're working toward this hundred points. And so, I looked on on uh, beerrating.com. Not rate beer. Rate rate beer. That's right. Ratebeer.com. It had a one hundred. Okay. I'm struggling with that because I don't think everybody had rated that. We've talked about this before. People that rate beer and rate it, there's going to be somebody else that doesn't like it. Maybe he doesn't rate it at all. Or he rates it like a 44, but that's going to have to pull that 100 down. And it just depends on how many people. So one of these other ratings was, um, I think it was 97 or something. 
there were 7,000 different, 7,005 people that rated it, and it was a 96 rating. So that says a lot. I mean, it's a good, it's a good beer. It's a good, solid beer. To me, though, this is kind of a one-and-done beer. Really? It weighs very heavily. Mm-hmm. And it, there's a bitter quality on the finish that I'm not a huge fan of, which is kind of why I rate it down where I did. So you get a little bit of that bitter on the finish. Yeah, and it's that, that black chocolate or black malt bitterness as well. Right, it's just bitter. I don't know what's Where it specifically came making it bitter. I don't know if it's a hot an aroma hop that's in there that is giving some kind of bitterness, but it but that plus the weight of the beer is a little bit much for me. Okay, and I know you know if people have been longtime listeners, they're like, "But Josh, you drink big heavy beers multiple of them all the time," and I I agree, I do. But there's something about this that's just a quality that I'm, you know, it's great. I enjoy it, but I'm not going to always go buy a bunch of them and drink a bunch of them at once. So I, I had the number in my head and I lost it. But as far as bittering unit, it's only like a 25. Yeah, but there are some there are some IPAs that are 25. There are some Palos that are 25, and that goes that. That leads us back into our big debate about IBUs. Okay, okay. But, you know, I think, you know, there are brewery choices that lend to some of those IBU points. And that may be what's making it, you know, for me, not as enjoyable as for other people. Mm-hmm. Which is fine. Well, I know you, you're, you, you'll drink the rest of them, I know. Yeah. I don't have a lot more. I mean... You know, is it German? Yeah. If I ever go to Germany, I'm going to have to look for it. <laughs> All right. Well, then. And when I did my research, comes up as like number one double pop. So then I went to the liquor store. I'm looking around. I can't find it. And, uh, you know, the beer guy, beer monger comes up and he goes, what you looking for? And I go, this one. He goes, oh, it's right over here. <laughs> yep. There were a lot of others to choose from. Double box of double box is is a category of beer that, in my opinion, is gaining traction because you can get to some of these bigger style beers, like you said, the darker, more robust flavored beers without doing a porter or a stout, right? Which can be a little bit harder to make than if you've got a good box recipe down and you just double it. And it's been six generations. With these guys, so I guess they know what they're doing. What did you think of the pork with this, Dad? Excellent. Yeah. The fattiness of the pork ripped really yeah. well with oh, the, yeah. and the bacon wrapped around it worked really well with the beer. Mm-hmm. Well, are you ready for best on plate? I am. All right. So what? Let's start with my plate. In your opinion, what was the best pairing? Well, you really had three really good ones. You had you had the sandwich, and I screwed up right from the get-go. I put the barbecue sauce on it. Then I had the barbecue with the barbecue sauce on it. Then I had the cheese with the salty crystals. So I'm thinking that 
You know, the, the barbecue and the sandwich, they were so similar. I'm going to go with the that special Gouda cheese with those salt crystals. Okay. Because it brought brought something else out of that beer that I didn't get with the other two. Okay. Because I had the saltiness that just brought out that flavor of saltiness that made that honey kind of, it was, it wasn't that like-like. It was the, it was the counter. Uh-huh. And, you know, the honeycomb and the salt, they were just saying, uh-uh. And then the beer goes, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> We're drinking, and I need some more because it's salty. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, I agree with you. I think the the Gouda was the best pairing because it gave it gave that extra dimension to the beer. Yeah, that that works really well, and the salt really just kind of popped it alive too. All right, now what about on your plate? So I had three. Well, I had two that were pretty similar. Had the pork. And then I had that prime rib slider. Then I had the pizza. I don't think those two were similar for me at all. Well, they were me. there. <laughs> okay, they were me. Yeah. But I really, I really liked the slider because I like pickles. But you didn't like, you don't like pickles. So I'm going to gamble here and say you're going to go with the pork. I'm going to go with the pork too. The, the <laughs> pizza, not because you did it, just because it was such, it was such a good taste. I mean, that pork and this really robust, dark beer. And, and a lot of times you think, oh, I better have this big monster steak or or whatever. The pizza was good with the with the chard, but I'm going with the pork. So the Cornichons didn't cut through and it was with the pork? Yeah. Yeah, it was. I I. I agree the pork was the best one, the fattiness of the pork and whatever you seasoned it with and the bacon. It was a Gates. No, this is this is funny. So I go over to Edwards and I'm looking. I'm going, let's see, what am I going to do? I could do some broths. No. And then I saw these guys and it's like, you know, these little pork ribeyes with the bacon around it, but they got some kind of seasoning already. And I go to the, you know, the meat guy, and I go, well, what's his seasoning? He goes, I don't know. <laughs> of course. <laughs> well, it wasn't Gates, but it was some kind of barbecue kind of seasoning. Yeah. I, he might have call, called it Quest, but I wasn't real sure. And then I go, I think that's going to work. So that's what I did. It did. Fattiness of the pork worked really, really well to cut through the, the weight of the beer. Mm-hmm. And the bacon, that didn't hurt it either. No, I mean, the bacon's not going to hurt it at all here. Well, all right. Well, I think it's time for you to get blinded. So all right, get it I'm poured up. Get it poured up. All right, Dad, I've got you a blind poured up. And so, have at it. This blind, where you got it? From the liquor store. I know. But it's a little hazy. But it's got a beautiful head on it. So, it's kind of this yellow-golden color. No way to read through it. I said I can't smell any of it. Getting, you know, just sweet. Nice crap. What are you doing over there? Drinking a beer. Which one? Don't worry about it. Focus <laughs> on your blind, Dad. <laughs> well, I was going to look in 
didn't see if the can was the blind. It's the same one that I had earlier. Oh, okay. So I'm getting like, I want to say cucumber. I want to say lemon. Like I said, I can't smell. I'm not sure that's anywhere close. Nice head on it. So I'm going to have to give it a taste, Josh. Make sure you give it a good swish around so you can flavor it. Yep. Well, again, <clears throat> I don't know yet. Um, Talk about what you're it, tasting. You haven't you haven't told us anything that you've tasted. Well, I I'm struggling with the taste because I I get that I think I'm getting some like lemon peel. There's none of this black malt. There's none of this uh, chocolate malt. Is it malt driven? Yes. It's not hot driven, so that kind of does away with. IPAs unless you throw in there curveball. This is not this is not a curveball. You need a drink. What is it? So uh, you've talked a lot it? about citrus. Yeah. You've talked a little bit about sweetness. You haven't said anything about bread or wheat or malt in well, your I'm, tasting and your smelling. Those are the, I'm just telling you what you've said out loud. I know. So I don't. I, I can't smell anything. Okay. Is it is it bready? I don't think so. No. Okay. It's malty. Yes. Still getting that lemon. If you, if you're not, if you're having a hard time smelling, just go by taste. Well, I think I tasted it a minute ago. Okay. What is it not? This no. is not a. St- nope. This is not a pork. That is correct. This is not a nut brown. That is correct. This is not a... Okay. I want to say it's not a whip, but I'm going to kind of hold that into abeyance here for a second. But it's not a English bitter ESB. Okay. It's not, not a double bock. Nope. It could be new something. Yep. Let's see. So, also think of the look of the beer. What beers could have the look of this beer? Yeah, the look of this beer could say that, and that's why I did the, is it a wit or wheat? It could have that look, because it's, it's somewhat hazy. Hazy. Um, can't the, see, see the through. It's hmm? a good word there, hazy. What? That's a good word there, hazy. Yeah. So, lemon. Cucumber. Oh. I don't know about the cucumber, but I said it. I need to cheat with my computer here in a minute. <laughs> uh, what kind of else can I eliminate? Well, it's not a Budweiser, I tell you that. So your your hazy styles that you've said, you said a wit, which would include a Hefeweizen. Yeah. What other hazy beers are there that are this color? They're a very popular style, which you are missing. The hazy... India Pale Ale. <laughs> uh, That's hazy. a style, a hazy IPA. Well, hazy IPA, but I'm not getting, I'm not really getting a whole lot of hops. But I guess it could be. Could be, because we're, look, it's the right color. It's the right color. It's the right, you know, clarity. You're saying that it has citrus. You're saying that it has some higher notes on it. Man, what's that beer? I honestly don't know if you've had this beer. I don't know if I have either. So, domestic or foreign? Well, that's a good question too, Josh. 
Domestic or foreign? Let's see. This tastes like it's been brewed by people who've been brewing for hundreds of years. Well, could be. It's hard to say, oh, they've been brewing a hundred years and that's what it tastes like. Um, Hazy beers. Hazy. I don't think it, I think it's an IPA of any kind. All right, let's, let's make, let's make a call here. Let's land the plane. Let's Let's land the plane. We're down to three styles. Hazy IPA, Hefeweizens, and Wits. Of those three, I'd have to say it's a Hefeweizen. Okay. Why? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> so, is it a domestic Hefeweizen or is it a German? I think it would have to be a German Hefeweizen. Okay. All right. Well, that's, that's as far as, as, far as, as go. you're going to go. And that's as far as we're going to let you go this week. And next week, you're going to have to come back. And we, it will be a liquor week. So, Dad, what are we going to be doing as our theme next week? I don't know, Josh. What are we going to do? Let's let's kind of think this through. How L- liquors for the new year? What would that be? Well, I was going to say, why don't we just do Italian liquor? Some Italian liquor. Italian liquors. Yep, it can be anything that comes from Italy. Well, I love. Uh, Campari. We have we done Campari before? You've done Aperol. Well, that's basically the same thing. <laughs> have you figured out what you're doing? I'm gonna do an aperitif from Contrato. Contrato. Mm-hmm. Contrato. Aperitif. Hmm. Well, I think you're just gonna have to check back with what I'm doing. All right. So come back next week and we'll find out. It's gonna be. Or. Uh, Maybe we can. Maybe we'll put some stuff out on the socials. His dad is shopping for his, for his liquor, and yeah. Remember, we're out there on the socials at Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. We have actually uh, deleted our Twitter account. So if you follow us there, go find us on one of the other social media platforms. Most active out there on Instagram, and come back next week for a great Italian liquor week. It's going to be lots of fun. We really appreciate you guys being along on this journey with us. Gosh, what, Dad? 150 episodes now? Or no, it's 131. Whew, 130. 130 episodes. That's kind of crazy, crazy to think about that we've had that many episodes. And we really appreciate you guys being along with the journey with us. And smash that like button or that follow button. If you like what we're doing, remember the best way to get us out there and help us be known is to tell your friends. But second best is to give us a rating and review on your favorite podcast platform. That will get us out there and known by more people. We would also love to hear from you. DM us. DM us on any of the socials or send us an email. AcquiredTastings.com So once again, for Acquired Tastings, this is Josh Mills. And this is John Mill. And we'll see you next time. Thank you and goodbye.